There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Welcome back for another episode of WCN-TV. I'm Rob Peely, your host, and today is February 1st, 2022. We have a lot of news and information to present to you today and some great guests, so I want to jump right into things here. Um, On the show with us today is a researcher, writer, commentator, and film producer. Mark Sutherland is joining us live from Great Britain. Spencer. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. Be fast and also on the show today, we have an expert on the topic of Islam. He is a writer, a speaker, a minister, and his website is thestraightway.org. Usama Dakdok is with us again today. And by the way, he is originally from Egypt. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> I'm a funny guy. Okay, so anyway. So well, it seems like the world is starting to push back against some of this COVID tyranny of the globalist New World Order people. Um, today we're going to talk about the truckers' protest that's been going on in Canada and which has helped inspire truckers around the world to follow suit. By the way, the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, fled Ottawa just as the truckers arrived there last Friday. He said he'd come into contact with someone who tested positive for COVID, so he was going to quarantine himself. Well, yesterday he announced that he himself has tested positive now, and he's made no announcement as to when he will appear in public again. By the way, the massive truckers' convoy protest involves 50,000 trucks, 45 miles long, and it's raised an incredible amount of support from everyday Canadians from all walks of life. They've been coming out in solidarity with the truckers, demanding an end to the jab mandates. But meanwhile, as the convoy continues to head east across Canada, the province of Nova Scotia has now made it illegal for citizens to gather along highways to support the truckers' efforts. Those who disobey face fines of up to $10,000. There's been a virtual media blackout of the protest because the mainstream media does not want you to see what we're going to be showing you today. 
In another story that you won't see in the mainstream media, a North Carolina man has stated that I will die free rather than take the jab. Chad Carswell has been denied a kidney transplant from Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist Hospital in Winston-Salem. He recently learned that he and anyone who would like to donate a kidney would be required to be jabbed before the surgery. Friends and local businesses have raised the money to fund the surgery, and more than 100 people have offered to donate a kidney, but because they're not injected, the hospital won't do the transplant. And a few days ago, video footage was released showing federal contractors flying illegal immigrants into Westchester, New York, under the cover of darkness. The illegals were flown in on a Boeing 737 from Texas and into New York before being dispersed to other parts of the country. Federal agents were filmed stating that they're doing this at night and using smaller airports because they don't want the public to see this. So there's just a few stories the powers that be would rather you didn't know about. But again, we have a lot to get through today, so let me start by welcoming our guests, Mark and Usama. Guys, thanks for being here. Usama, you didn't break the speed limit, did you, getting here? I talked to you a few minutes ago, and you were on the road. Push that unmute button there, Usama. Okay, we need we need a sign language guy. No, or no, no, a, we're, we're or, good. We're good. Oh, there we go. Hey, okay. I did not I did not go too fast. I was going within the speed limit of other vehicles who were going fast, so I can't help it. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. You're looking you. good. Appreciate it, brother. How are you doing, Mark? I'm very well. I'm very well, sir. Um, from, lovely from to meet your guest. Lovely to Thank meet you. your guest as well. Lovely to be on the show with you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. So uh, we're, we are video heavy today. I have a lot of video clips I want to show, um, and it's going to help kick off our conversation here. Let's start with the one of Attorney Thomas Renz speaking to the U.S. Senate. Uh, if we have that one, there you go. Yep, let's take a look at that. It's two minutes and 20 seconds. have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So neurological issues which would affect our pilots over a thousand percent increase a thousand ten times that's ten times rate and obviously that eighty three thousand per year i'm sorry eighty two thousand per year to eight hundred and sixty three thousand in one year our soldiers are being experimented on injured and sometimes possibly killed dr corey thank you so much for your stance on the corruption that's precisely what it is they know this and senator uh when these doctors are attacked not necessarily the people in this room i'm not giving names they call me i'm the one dealing with the medical boards i'm the one watching the witch hunts i'm the one fighting them off and i'm the one telling them where to go i'm going to keep doing that senator we also have uh let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 9-28-2021, uh, 
Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist supposedly and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document, says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And okay, what do you think, guys? Well, I, uh, I watched the whole uh, deposition of that with all the other doctors and all the rest. I mean, the, the evidence is, uh, is there. It's compelling. Um, and without us being clever, a number of us have been watching this story, have been watching all this information just accumulate, accumulate. And then, of course, we've had Dr. Malone get out there, talk about mass psychosis. Of course, as someone that's found it, you know, was responsible for bringing the mRNA vaccine technology into process etc and then you raised that very good question rob you know about trudeau hiding saying that he's tested positive for covid with a pcr test that if you ramp it up over 65 cycles you can prove whatever you want and the fact that it's just testing for some live organism of the fact that you had a cold about 50 years ago carrie malice before he sadly died who won the you know, the Nobel Peace Prize who invented the test clearly said you should not use this for this means you can justify whatever outcome. Mm -hmm. In summing up, the evidence is totally there. This is genocide. It's that simple. We've been warning. We've been shouting. We have been shouted down. We've been called conspiracy theorists, nutters and all the rest. And the evidence is there now. Sadly, People are now going to wake up. Just finally, there's a very, um, I've forgotten his name. Um, over here, there is a, a heart doctor, heart specialist, who last October said that um, all these problems with the hearts know um, that people are having myocarditis. I've just pronounced it, murdered it badly. Who, who just said, who just said, um, oh, no, these jabs have got nothing to do with it. And now today or yesterday, his term and said, I apologize. I was wrong. They've got everything to do with it. And what have we done? We're seeing all our sports, various top sports stars keeling over on football pitches over here. You call it soccer. We call it football. That is going on as well and in various other sports. So the evidence is there, Rob. Well, yeah. And, the you know, the CDC and the FDA knew about this before these things were even released. Um in their in their list of possible side effects of these injections, they have miscarriage, they have cancer, they have neurological problems. But now we're seeing the actual evidence. Unfortunately, the people that have gone through it, three hundred times the amount of miscarriages and cancers, a thousand times neurological problems. So, you know, it's uh, you know, Isama. From the beginning, this uh, pandemic was covered with lies 
And uh, I always was thinking about Joseph Goebbels. This is the second man charged after Hitler years ago when he made his powerful statement. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people eventually come to believe it. And that's exactly what happened. Two years ago until now, the liberal agenda, the liberal media did nothing but. They're all inconsistent. It seemed to me like CNN and CBS, MSNBC, all these sitting in one studio and they have the same note and they're repeating the same lie and everybody believe it. So miraculously, when the pandemic started two years ago, so many miracles happened and we never even realized it. The first miracle, those who normally die with influenza, none of them die with influenza. Those who normally die with uh, brain uh, strokes or heart attacks or kidney failure. Or, I mean, think about it. All the people who die normally with all these different sicknesses, all of them were miraculously healed. Because in the first year, and which is the last year of Mr. Trump, all those who die, young and old, even those who die in a car accident or a shooting or a knife attack, all those who die, die with COVID. And now they're giving us this second line, which is now uh, nobody actually dying because uh, the injection is working. This vaccine is doing a great job. And they will tell you, well, you may get sick because obviously we got some people sick, but not really very sick. If you And they, uh, see, the problem is they keep repeating the same lie all over the liberal media and people continue to believe this hogwash. It's time for the American people to stop or encourage others from stopping listening to the liars. That's why we have this show here, for people to be informed about the truth, because we don't have an agenda. As a Christian, I spoke the truth about Islam, and I speak the truth about any subject I know of, no matter what is the cost. Those people have an agenda. And the agenda is, well, maybe we are too crowded. So we need to get rid of some people. Seven billion, eight billion, that's too much. How about we keep it around one billion? So it doesn't matter really. They're right now right now, are working hard in, to literally give the injection to between those between six months to five years. Lord help us. Where are we going with that? We might as well just have a, a, a portion clinic to perform on the on the born a year, two, three. It will work fine. It will be the same same conclusion, same result. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not just, it's not just the, uh, it's not, thank you for what you've said. It's not just the United States over here. Everyone needs to wake up. Um, thank you. Thank the Lord that Canada has has begun to wake up big time. And in a sense, it segues in slightly to that other subject. But the but the big key thing is this. You're absolutely right. All the press around the world, I mean, the BBC over here and other things, the massive propaganda machine. You can't question this. You you mustn't question the science. Well, what science? We're thrown <laughs> out. We're thrown our brain, you know, our brains out, you know, basically. You know, you know, and the other thing. Yeah, quick, some, something about science here. When they talk about science, think about it. They are the same people who prove by the science that evolution is true. Every yeah. time I hear talk about science, it's oh, like dinosaur lived 70 million years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, like man walk on Earth 300,000 uh, years ago. That science is not scientific because there is no proof. You cannot do it and redo it 300 times and get the same result. This propaganda of vaccine have nothing to do with science but as a matter of fact scientifically we know for sure without any doubt it is stupid it is not science because they promised us if you take the first shot and the second shot you'll be you'll not get sick and now if you take the booster you'll not get sick and if you get sick you're gonna die but guess what there are people who are dying after taking the two shot and the booster so it's not absolutely absolutely right and over here 
like uh, I know within the United States, when they turn around and go, oh, it's only going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, two weeks flat to flatten the curve turned into two years. You've now jabbed so many people. So then you then this whole overpopulation uh, nightmare is not true. The world is not overpopulated. So when yeah. Bill Gates in 2015 goes, well, we've got a population of about 9 billion with good health care and vaccines. We can now lower this to 7.5 billion. Excuse me? Isn't that getting rid of people? That is genocide, <laughs> for crying out loud. So at the moment, it has to be said, we are in the biggest spiritual battle of our lifetime. We are repeating what happened within the Second World War, within mm -hmm. Nazism, within Big Pharma, getting behind the little shouty man with a moustache who would speak at Nuremberg rallies. And then it's occultic. It is evil. That is what you had this conglomerate come together called IG Fairbairn, Bayer, Mayer, etc. It's there. It's documented. Incredible yeah. books like Hell's Cartel, written by German Jeffries. They talk about all of these things. And we have to also remember the way, you know, Operation Paperclip, the way this whole thing then went into our big corporations. It, the truth will stand and, and it is coming out. What I feel sorry for is that this is such a shock for people where they're turning around and going, are you telling me my own government has got it in for me? My own government wants to kill me. And the answer is yes. That sure. is a very difficult thing for people to come to terms with. We had 9-11. That's another huge subject. We see these huge things happen and it's steering public opinion, steering action. But it's absolutely right. And of mm -hmm. course, over here, Boris Johnson's gone no mandates anymore, getting rid of them. Well, that may be because a load of legal action, court action in the background is starting and people begin to to roll that out but the other thing is of course they've injected millions of people now so they're turning around and going well great all we've got to do is sit back and then we're just going to watch all these people die this is horrendous and as you, i'm sure like you we all know people that have had the injection and we have warned and we have told them and we've given them evidence and they've still gone and done it that is what breaks my heart Yes, absolutely. Yes. Hey, I want to get into the uh, the D.C. protest on uh, the 23rd of January. If we can, uh, we just have a short video on that. Um, but um, this is actually a, a story from The Washington Post. This uh, if you scroll down, Spencer, uh, there's a video there I'd like to show folks. That I found interesting. I think it's the next big there. There it is. Yep. Let's take a look. Not nearly large enough a crowd.
So, guys, do you think the uh, what they did to the the uh, peaceful protesters on January sixth uh, maybe dampened the enthusiasm for this rally a little bit? Well, there should have been there should have been probably twenty five times the number of people there. Absolutely. And for a country with the constitution that founded you and for a country that supposedly believes in freedom, I say it with great respect, considering I have many, many friends on the, on your side of the pond and have been to America many times and absolutely love what it stands for. And it's in my blood as a patriot who doesn't live inside your incredible borders of your incredible country. I'm saddened that more and more people were not there. That's very interesting what you say about Jan 6, which, as you know, is a subject I'm all over as well because of the amount of visits that the FBI seems to have made to patriots. The fact that, let's remind people, there are a minimum of 724 prisoners, hostages held exactly. in, 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 prison, in prisons. Um, the fact that... Um, that what they've been going through, they need to be released. We don't seem to have a Congress that wants to actually get the balls with great respect to actually do that. Um, what happened is disgusting. It's complete and utter uh, tyranny. And as you know, with my dear, dear friend, David Summerall of StopHate.com has made a documentary, which is on that website, that explains and has just put forward all the evidence. The fact that I know I'm slightly divert, di going down a rabbit hole slightly, but I just want to make the point, Rob, that David has just proved in the last uh, few days that's been released that five patriots were killed at the hands of the D.C. police, including one of their own, which is Officer Signick. That's mm -hmm. the truth of it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe if that had an effect. But the key thing is this, is that Americans need to get out on the street. They're now going to talk about a convoy, I think, now that's going to be going to Washington, D.C. You have a history of rebelling. You need to find it. They need to turn CNN off, even though their uh, viewing figures are going through the floor. They need to get a grip. The problem is, it looks like the whole tech companies have come against you. You know as well as I do that the piece of paper that was ratified in September 1787, I believe, which is the Constitution of the United States, in, our, in the biggest spiritual battle that we are in, that is what they are going for. They want to get rid of America. That's why they're going for your guns. And the key thing as well, slightly segue into January the 6th again, and it's relevant here, when David then uncovers the fact that Washington University has run an extremism course that wants to help with the 23-24 page document of how to orchestrate things to get rid of your Second Amendment. This is all happening. And I am just as shocked as you are with how docile, but then again, maybe you're not, Rob, especially with the ministry that you've had printing your magazine, printing your newspaper and trying to get it out there. And the fact that, sorry, I'll say it on your behalf and then you can have a go at me later. The fact that churches won't take it because they don't like the truth. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. need the truth. And the fact that where is this docileness come from when they shout about freedom and everything else? And come on, guys, get on with it. It's what you, mm -hmm. you were. You are 
the light on the hill, as Reagan said. It's mm-hmm. what you stand for. And January the 6th, and we'll call it out, the fact that we have got politicians on both sides in Washington, D.C. is like two, two wings of the same bird. Where were they on that rally? Where were they speaking? Where were they? Nowhere. And as, as Paul Spicer's recent book that's just come out, Caught Red-Handed, shows how Biden's uh, family have got their head in, head in the trough in regard to $31 million being paid to them by China, etc. All of this has had effect. This is a cumulative attack on America in so many different ways. The Chinese, yes, I've just said it, have played the long game, the art of war in regard to the long game. This, Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, COVID has never been proven under Knox postulates to exist. It's come out of a a lab in uh, in uh, Wuhan, but it's the vaccines. Yes, I'm going to go there and say it that are are causing it because you've said this in regard to the amount of people that are in American hospitals and other hospitals around the world. That is a fact, and now suddenly people are waking up to see it. And I am pleading, literally, with my American brothers and sisters, will you please push back? Canada's now doing it. We have to do it in so many different ways. Look at 50,000 trucks, as you said, going to Canada. Unbelievable. Suddenly, it's often said that with Canadians, it takes, they have a long fuse. I have dear friends in Canada, been to Canada, love it, amazing country, but they have a long fuse and now they've been pushed too much and they are pushing back. Yep, and uh, you mentioned Jan 6. Um, David's website, if I remember, is stophate.org, right? Okay, stophate.com. So stop we don't have dot .com, okay. Yeah, stophate.com. Stop so we don't have time to get into that topic. I'm sorry no. today, but, but, but um, people but go you know, there and watch the documentary. Yeah. Yep, you, you saw You know what else we did not know as as a continuing of the lying coming from the liberal media? When I was there in January 6th, I was shot by a bullet from the right side of my window. And uh, it took me two months to be able to get back with the FBI who's supposed to be handling my case. And there was no report. The report was a joke. It just said damage in the vehicle worth less than $2,000, and that's it. Note that number of bullets was shot on us with, like, I believe six or seven, as the FBI heard them, and he has a record of it on the phone, on my phone. No, no talk about the, the person who was a, one of the guys trying to protect me when he got shot on his leg. So I talked to the FBI. I said, I've been waiting now for two months. That was in, in March. And he said, well, what are you waiting for? I said, and that's what the report I got? He said, well, it's, it's going to be written in the big report. And I said, and when can I get the big report? He said, no, you will never get the big report. I said, excuse me, what? He said, the big report is to keep a record. I said, we cannot send it to you. And I said, that is sick. For, for the last two months, obviously, I'm talking about in March, you guys make a big deal about some people did the evil they did there. But I wonder how many cases is like me where the people were there were harassed or shot at or maybe got hurt in any way, shape, or form. He said, well, he was quiet. I said, you must be a good Democrat. You must be a, one of Biden's supporters. And he was quiet. He said, no, I'm not. I said, how many cases like me where people got shot at or harassed around D.C.? He said, plenty. I said, when are we going to hear about it? He said, most likely you will never hear about it. So obviously, a guy like me, <coughs> and nobody even put it in a piece of paper for a report. 
it's, it's, it's some it's some kind of like a suicide to go back to a rally like that. So I'm not sure why we have low low number. Maybe the weather because it's winter. But I guarantee you, as I already talked to many of my friends who were with me, they're still waiting until now. They say, Usama, I'm 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 waiting. Maybe some someday somebody gonna knock at my door, and they will ask me uh, to give up myself for a rest because they see me on some video. How is that liberal handle that attack and how they arrested all these people without a crime they committed yet? And who knows? And maybe go until they said maybe until next February. That's another year. People are going to spend two years in prison for something. They don't know what it is they committed. Of course, that hinders so many people to go. And I hope and I pray that this will not be the spirit of fear to cause us to back up or chicken out because we must. Stand firm. We must go to these rallies. Obviously, I could not go for other reasons. Not because I was shot at in my first rally. No, I will go back, Lord is willing. I didn't Usama, realize you were there or that happened to you, Usama. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you know, that, that report you're waiting on is probably uh, in the same file with Hunter Biden's laptop yeah. that they've had for three years. So, Osama, I would love to, I would love to put you in contact with my dear friend David Sumrall to discuss this. This Absolutely. is very, very. This is Anytime. very, very important because, as you know, um, Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan, Kevin Greeson, Benjamin Phillips, and Officer Signick. That's five deaths, five deaths on that day, um, and then we are made out to be all the bad guys. You have uh, got to be joking. Sure, I'll I'll connect you, you guys. That's what we do sure, here. Yeah. So, uh, but we got to move on because we're we're at the halfway mark here. Let's show the video of the uh, Canadian uh, Freedom uh, Convoy. Mm-hmm. Do we have that handy? Let's let's look at that. Um, the first one I sent you, uh, uh, Spencer. It's three minutes and nine seconds. Day six of the slow roll across Canada. Here's what the media won't show you. But you just might want to grab yourself a box of Kleenex before you watch this video. You might need it. In the annals of human history, a time comes but rarely when a nation awakes to freedom, to liberty, to truth, and to a new beginning. This is such a time. You, the truckers of Canada, have brought hope back to a nation languishing in the long night of tyranny and oppression. You've made our grandmothers and our children smile and dance again. You, the truckers of Canada, have made the songs of freedom soar and sound anew from mountaintop to shining sea, from PEI to BC, and from our great white north to our teeming border south, your roar of freedom has reverberated across our towns and our cities and has been heard around the world. Canada is cheering you on. Our American brothers and sisters are cheering you on. And we know that from every continent, from every global outpost of tyranny, a shout of acclamation and a hand of solidarity is being raised for you and for us in Canada and for all of humanity. Thank you, truck drivers. 
I really want to go back to school and do sports. Thank you for all that you're doing. I'd like to give a big thank you to everyone participating in the convoy, truckers and all the supporters. I'm going to try and do this without crying. Hey, four kids, what do you want to say? Thank you, truckers. Thank you, truckers. We love you. We love you. I just want to say, way to go, everybody, Canadians. I feel like all you proud to be Canadian, never more than before with this movement here. I just want to say the world's watching, Canada's watching. My daughter wants you to say hi. Hi. Say thank you. Thank you. Look forward to when you get to Vancouver Hill. There's going to be quite the crew to follow behind you. We support you. This has been the first time in two years that I've had hope. And I feel actually proud to be a Canadian again. May God keep our land glorious and free. Let freedom reign. God bless you and God So, you know, all those people you see on the side of the road there supporting the truckers, uh, they, they are headed east across all of Canada. And uh, just so you know, as I mentioned earlier, Nova Scotia has made it illegal now to stand on the side of the road and support the truckers. Hmm. But um, I want to, Spencer, I want to skip one here just because we're short on time. Skip down to the, the uh, where Canadian citizens uh, speaking in Ottawa, two minutes and 15 seconds. One thing that I I should mention here that comes to mind is, you know, everybody is supporting the truckers now, but this is going to have an impact on everyone when the supplies start running out. So the people that are cheering the truckers now, I wonder if they're going to be cursing them in a, in a few weeks when, when their store shelves start running, running short. Um, I hate to think of that possibility, but, um, this is something that had to be done. I'm glad it's been done. I hope it happens here, but uh, something to think about and consider. But let's look Rob, at that Rob, other. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob, Rob yes. at, yep. the board, at the border, at the Alberta, in Alberta, at the border with the United States, it's being now blocked on both sides. Um, that has to be said. And the other thing, the other facts are. It's been blocked how? With trucks. Um, oh yeah. The, yes. The, yeah. the other thing is, there's 36 about 36 million people in Canada. Canada's the second biggest landmass in the world, after, of course, Russia, Canada, then then you guys. And you're right, but these things have to be done. These people have absolutely had enough, and they are all in on this. And I'll just quickly say this: the fact that the prime minister of a so-called country, of a brilliant, beautiful country, is called. The, me- the people in his country, racist, misogynist, and all the other liberal progressive crap. He needs to go. But because he has been to Klaus Schwab's special school of training of globalists, that raises another issue. And he has, and, and backed by Soros as his mates. He needs to go. You do not insult so many Canadians like this. The other thing we need to understand is that Canada is at a precipice where the West could actually secede from the East. And the very cultural differences, Alberta, etc., is where the oil is, you know, where where they can become energy independent. And, of course, the globalists don't, don't want that. All of these things, I understand that. But look at the fact that people were beside the road in the winter 
at times it's minus 30, would you believe? Yeah, and it's amazing that he got reelected, just as it's amazing that uh, Biden got 80,000 votes legitimately, isn't it? Oh, yes, yeah, okay. fraud. It's, <laughs> let's not, it's, let's it's not open another can of worms, but uh, <laughs> one more quick video in Canada here, this, the citizens in Ottawa. Two minutes, 15 seconds, and then we'll, we'll slow down here. They've come from far and wide. My name's Leela. I'm from near Smith Falls. Derek McCann, Windsor, Ontario. My name is Paul. I'm from B.C., Okanagan Valley. But they're all here in Ottawa for one purpose, a demand that the federal government repeal all vaccine mandates across the board. The crowd started to arrive on Friday, and they've all got one consistent message for politicians. We're in a pandemic, but I, I believe it, the measures are, are way too extreme, and we're just here to restore our livelihoods, you know? If you look around, everybody's fed up with it. We want to move on. We're looking at parts of the states that are wide open and we're completely shut down in this entire country. It's all Trudeau and his bullshit in the government. Though some truckers met with Tory leader Aaron O'Toole Friday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is in isolation after one of his children tested positive for COVID. Despite this, many protesters had a low opinion of the PM's absence. Of course he's afraid. He even said it two days ago. He got positive and he has to to uh, go hide himself for five days? That's not good. What kind of politician is this one? A lack of faith in news media and politicians was a running theme among protesters, though one political leader got a warm reception. Maxime Bernier with the People's Party of Canada out mixing with the crowds. Police from as far away as Toronto were called in to help, but events through Saturday morning and afternoon resembled a party more than a riot. What's more, many resented the idea protests could turn violent, represents a fringe minority, or is affiliated with white nationalism. I wanted to show that it's not just the characterization by the media of who's in this movement, that it's not just far-right extremists, or it's not just one group, that it represents the concerns and interests of a really diverse group of Canadians. It's such an amazing vibe right now. The people are so positive and so much love in the air right now. It's such a high. We love you, Canada, all together. You can see it. Everybody's here. Many Americans, too. Every country, we're all together in this. In Ottawa, Shally Lee, City News. <laughs> the funny okay. thing, Rob, is the, the reporter... The reporter here is uh, have a mask on, but you know what? That video here and what what happened in Canada the last few days remind me of a biblical passage. If you go back to uh, to Elisha, and he said to the Lord, "I am the only one. Take my life. I'm, I'm the only one stand for you." And that's exactly how I felt about uh, the Canadian. Because every time I go and I speak in Canada, this this hardly few people join in our churches to hear me do my seminars to teach about Islam, and I saw it that there's nobody left in Canada. They're all becoming a bunch of liberal, and there is no conservative. But what the Lord told Elisha, it's a true. There are 50, 70,000 men who did not bow the knee to Baal. And believe it or not, that what's happening in Canada is almost the same. There are plenty of people, but we did not know them. We did not see them. Until this took place in Canada, I had zero respect for the Canadian. Because all in my mind, there are a bunch of liberals. It is the end of the story for Canada. Canada is going down before America. But believe me now, after I seen what uh, truckers and the rest of the country went out to meet with these 50,000 truckers, I believe there's hope for Canada much greater than the hope we have here in America. 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, I felt the same way. And I think um, the same uh, sentiments would uh, be true here in America. We just don't, we're not, we're not seeing it. We're not coming out. You're you're right. I know I want to urge people to pray for what is happening in Canada. Will you pray for the security of the people that have set up this convoy? Pray Mm. for them. The, the way that the elites and the evil ones would like to twist this would be to have sure. an equivalent of a Canadian Jan 6. Yeah, the people they, who have organized this and other people on the ground are fully aware of that. And we need to be praying. We need to be interceding in regard to this issue. And as my, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It has literally woken up this massive sleeping lion. People have had enough. We have to understand, and my dear friend uh, Carl Tigrib in, in Canada, another dear friend, um, Audrey van der Klee, make this make this very clear with all their studies on Davos and all the rest. It's looking at the spiritual roots and the and these whole globalist roots of the green agenda that is has been embedded within canada over time and we have to then remember trudeau's father elliot trudeau a total liberal progressive and all the rest it's in other words i'm not saying this to be clever what i'm saying is it just describes the spiritual battle that we're in and the principalities and powers that are over these countries and where the bible you i'm so blessed that you talked about elisha there we had um my pastor was preaching about that the other day and you're absolutely right. I know what isolation's like. I know, I'm, I'm sure you do when we think, where is everyone? And then we suddenly realize there are thousands of people that share exactly the same. We are the sleeping majority. And Rob, I agree with you, and it must totally frustrate you that we need people to be waking up. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to say this. I know how the book ends. I know what the book of Revelation say. I don't study as much as I should do. That's something I have to work on. But I will say this. It doesn't, we cannot have a mindset that says, well, do you know what? I know I'm going to be raptured out of here. So everything's going to be fine. It doesn't bother me. That is wrong. In other words, we do whatever we can right up to the last minute to push back And most importantly, to preach the gospel and to save as many souls as possible. That's it. Bottom line. Not, I've got my bus ticket. It's fine. I'm going to heaven. I'm getting out of here. That is going to completely pee a number of individuals off. They need a damn good kick up the backside and get their act together. Get out on the streets. The song at the beginning of your show, which is I love, it says that. Get your faith out of the church buildings and get on the street. Over the last two years, with various things I do, and I'm not saying I do that enough, but I've had incredible conversations with non-Christians who are asking me and saying, Mark, what is going on? We know your opinions. Could you please explain this to me? That is exciting. People want answers. And the only answer is Jesus. But it doesn't mean we sit on our backsides. Absolutely. And these are opportunities for us. Um, I need to, because of time, we're really packing it in here. I've got so much more, but uh, because of time, um, I need to shift gears. And uh, hopefully we will get back to the situation in the UK also. But 
Uh, Usama, I'd like you to talk a little bit about the situation with the Afghan refugees that are now uh, in our country. Thousands have come here to Wisconsin. We just learned yesterday that a um, hundred or so of those families are actually moving to my town, are already here, yeah. and it's it's a fairly small town. Now, I want to make clear I am not against legal immigration, um, but we are being invaded, aren't we? Sure, sure. It's very simple, bro. 120,000, according to the government number, and I have no clue what is the actual number, of a Muslim Afghani who came from Afghanistan. We thought that all those who are coming, there would be those who translated for us, those who helped and aided our military. But in reality, there are plenty of those who are supposed to be here. They're not here. They're still in Afghanistan. And there are plenty of those who came from Afghanistan. They're not supposed to be here because the vetting was equal to zero. Zero vetting whatsoever for those who jumped on the airplane and came to America. As a matter of fact, the great evidence that they did not do any vetting, that so many of these Muslim men in their 40s and 50s, and some actually in 60s, or who knows what is the oldest age, who came to America with their little girls. When I say little girls, we thought these are their daughters. Surprise, surprise, after they come here, we discovered this actually is their wives. So here is a man in his 50 or 60 or who knows, married to this 8, 9, 10 years old child wife. And Mr. O'Biden and all his cabinet looked the other way as there is nothing wrong because they did not want to open this huge box with lots of warm and they cannot even handle one of these worms. So what did we do? We ignored the topic like there's nothing, nothing wrong happening. But in reality, we got Muslim jihadi from Afghanistan in America who we're assuming that they're all our wonderful friends. No, they're not our wonderful friends. And I know how it is It is easy for me or any one of us to say to feel compassion for these people. I mean, they sacrifice a lot. Some of them, 8, 10, 15 years to help our soldiers. Excuse me. We did not beg them to help our soldiers to translate for us. We simply offer them a job where they can make in one day more than what they make in a whole month working any job in Afghanistan. So they were not here uh, uh, helping us in Afghanistan for free. They were well paid. And I do not know what in the world is the idea is if somebody help our soldiers overseas to translate, that gives them the green light to come to America with his family. I'm sorry, this is not reality of work or common sense. But to make the long story short, we have a problem in America. Muslims who do not know who they are or who they are here with, is these their granddaughters or their wives? And in reality, we have a big mess, and that mess will never stop. It will continue as long as we have people like O Biden in the White House. Okay, uh, Spencer, if you can get that video ready, it's the last one that I sent you, I believe. Two minutes, 46 seconds. Um, this is uh, from Wisconsin. And Usama, I would like you, after we see this, um, to point out the propaganda points. Sure. I, I can easily pick them out. Most people watching, this is from the mainstream news, most people watching this would not pick this out, but uh, you can explain it after we see it. Now at five, for the first time since Afghan refugees arrived at Fort McCoy, we're getting a deeper inside look into the base. Uba Ali joins us now live from the newsroom. And Uba, what's life been like for these people? Well, Charles, you can see children smiling from ear to ear as they draw. You can hear people laughing and cheering as the soccer game is going on. You can see that they live life much like we all do. 
It's been more than a month since the first group of Afghan refugees landed in Wisconsin. Within a very short period of time, we were able to build a city capable of housing almost 13,000 of our guests. That number continues to rise, and so far, eight children have been born. We also learn large numbers of guests are pregnant women, and almost half the population are children. Guests have a community center, laundry facilities, access to Wi-Fi, and four dining areas, among many other things. Every meal that we serve is halal. In fact, we have an imam chaplain here on post that validates all of the cert, uh, certificates that come with those halal proteins. Halal products come from animals and or poultry that have been prepared according to Islamic law. During the tour, you can see inside a classroom filled with children and adults learning English alongside one another. We also see inside the clothing distribution center where more than 200,000 items of clothing have been given away. But beyond that, their medical needs are also being met. In a period of five days, the team of soldiers and contract medical per personnel vaccinated more than 12,000 evacuees. They are vaccinated against things like measles, chickenpox, and COVID-19. Abduhadi Pageman was an Afghan Air Force pilot. He now lives on the base and says so far, life is better here in America than it was in Afghanistan. For me, it's, everything is fine. It's a big base. We can go around, walk, and spend time uh, here. No complaint at all. However, he does acknowledge there are differences. Uh, absolutely, there is some differences between your food and the, the way we cook and you cook. Like many things for the refugees, it's a learning curve, and Fort McCoy officials say they are here to help them along the way. Fort McCoy officials say they are now in the position to begin resettling a large group of people into their forever homes. We recently learned that MPS is on standby to welcome an unknown number of Afghan students soon. They also tell us they have 80 English as second language ESL teachers in the district. Now, depending on how many students they get, they could possibly hire more. Live in the newsroom, Uba Ali, TMJ4 News. So I think that was from last fall. So, um... Some things that we found out since that time, uh, the refugees do not know how to use toilets. Um, they're not happy with the rice that we serve. Um, the hospitals in Sparta are overrun with people, not with COVID, but pregnant little girls. Uh, the wives of these uh, are, are, are guests. Uh, Yusama, do you have a Bible handy? Yeah, it's in my phone. I'll look up Deuteronomy twenty-eight forty-three if you'd read that for us. That'd be that'd be great. I, I can read it to you in Arabic. I cannot read it to you in English. I'm able to try to translate it the best as I can. But uh, you know what, brother? When I saw that video, literally, that video need another broadcast for itself. An hour will not be enough. I know. I know. To, it does. to do service, to do right service to this, to this, what's happening? But let me talk about one thing. I, I'm sorry. I, my my uh, phone. My Bible is in Arabic. I'll not be able 20, to read it. 2843, Spencer. Okay. Maybe if somebody can get it. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, he's putting so, it up on the screen. I'll let you read that. Okay. <laughs> the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come, shall come down very low. This is exactly the prophecy which is coming with that, with what the, the Obama is on. And by the way, it's not Obama. It's not Obama. All this starts with George W. Bush. Literally, George W. Bush went to war in, Afga in Iraq and Afghanistan. 
And I saw it in his second term that not one Muslim in America will vote for him. But surprisingly, shocking to me, to my bone, that all the Muslims of America voted for Bush. No, not one person called him Islamophobe. Not one Muslim called him Islam a, a, a racist. Not one of them called him Muslim haters. All the Americans liked George W. Bush, even though he's already been in war in Iraq and Afghanistan for three years, and all of them voted for him. You know why? Because he began to bring the Muslims from Iraq, from Afghanistan, from Somalia, from Nigeria, from Kenya, from all over the Muslim world to America. Yes, he was in war and he killed a few thousand, but he brought to America a few hundred thousand. And under Obama in eight years, we brought the millions. And now with Biden, we're going to bring the rest of the Muslim to America. And the one thing I want to talk about, because literally it's, there's no time enough for this segment here, the halal food, that's what I want to talk about, halal food. These stupid, useful, idiot Americans who are serving the Afghani Muslim people halal food do not know anything about the Quran because there are one verse repeated in the Quran three times where Allah said, Muslim cannot eat pork meat or animals which strangled or animals died by itself or animals which is killed in the name of any other than Allah. But in these three uh, locations, three verses, Allah also gives the Muslims the exception, which means... You can eat this unhalal food if you are compelled under two rules, two conditions. Number one, you don't go for a second dish. Number two, you don't desire it. Have we served the Afghani Muslim pork meat? They will eat it because that is the only food available. But no, we want to appease the Muslims and want to serve them halal food. And what the Muslim useful idiots who serve the halal food according to the direction of the Muslim imam do not know that the same Quran which teach the American people that you must serve halal food for the Muslims, it also teach the Muslims to behead the Christian American just for being Christian. And if you take one of the law of the book, you have to understand that someday the rest of the laws of that book will be practiced in this land. So yes, indeed, what is written in Deuteronomy 28, verse 43 is true. The Muslims will be the masters in America, and we, the stupid, useful, idiot Americans, will be the slaves. And the same verses said that the, we have to, we, they have to eat halal food, also commands them to engage in war of us and subdue us with all ways, shapes, and forms. And I can talk about that for another couple hours. Yeah, we, yeah. Need, to, we need to do an entire show on, on the immigration subject, uh, not sure. just Afghanistan, but um, southern border also. But uh, back to uh, Mark, um, what's, what's happening in uh, Parliament there? I, I, I well, first of all, just, I, I will say this. First of all, I just want to make a comment with what Asmar is saying. I thank thank God for you and what you're saying because of your background, your cultural understanding, you then have the right to say it because people cannot argue with you. They cannot argue with the, the wonderful uh, Bridget Gabrielle either, who was then born in Lebanon and what she went through and then over in America. And it's what is understood. Absolutely. Um, where where we you asked me where we're up in the uh, in the UK in the last couple of minutes of the show basically we've had partygate boris johnson will still stay as the prime minister of this country after the fact that on the 23rd of june 2016 you know 17 million 410,752 people with the majority of over a million voted out to leave the uk 
what we are seeing is that various members of parliament, again, various political forces, wishes to see Boris Johnson resign and go because they want to reverse Brexit. They don't seem to want to give up. And that is the truth of what's going on. He swallowed, sadly, that idiot Neil Ferguson going into the office and saying, you know, 50,000 people are going to die. The man that can't get any model right in regard to SARS, MERS or whatever. He then, all that information is then used to go into, sadly, see President Trump and say 2 million people are going to die. We are at a crucial point in our country because if they get rid of Johnson, then the opposition that thinks that they would win the election, they would then join with the uh, Scottish National Party. They'd then join with the Welsh Nats. They'd then get all into bed together and then basically turn around and say, right, now we want to we wanna bury Brexit. That cannot happen. The will of the people, in a, in, we have a democracy with all its problems. You have a constitutional representative republic for a reason. The fact that they would want to undermine the democracy of this country and people need to wake up and smell the coffee fast. Okay, uh, Spencer, I, I just, if you can, uh, we have a, a video of uh, British Parliament. Uh, can we show that? A minute and 14 seconds. This is Theresa May challenging Boris. Theresa May. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The COVID regulations impose significant restrictions on the freedoms of members of the public. They had a right to expect their Prime Minister to have read the rules, to understand the meaning of the rules, and indeed those around, them to have done, around him to have done so too, and to set an example in following those rules. What the Grey Report does show is that Number 10 Downing Street was not observing the regulations they had imposed on members of the public. So either my right honourable friend had not read the rules, or didn't understand what they meant, and others around him, or they didn't think the rules applied to Number 10. Which was it? It's a very important question. I want to hear the answer even if other people don't. Prime Minister. Uh, no, Mr Speaker, that is not what the uh, Grey Report says. Uh, it is not what the Grey Report says. Uh, but if she, I, 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 I suggest that she waits to see uh, the conclusion of the inquiry. I just love the way your parliament goes nuts when they don't agree with something. Well, I, I, I understand. Remember, as a dear friend of mine said, that politics is theatre for ugly people. The, the, bottom, the bottom line is this, is that Theresa May talks out of both sides of her mouth and various other parts of her anatomy. The, the, key, is that the key is this, is that she spent a couple of years stopping Brexit and the democracy moving forward in this country, and, and she is a Remainer. Um, it's about having a go at Boris Johnson. I'm not saying that he's perfect, not at all. Number one thing, he yeah. needs to find his true conservative ba values and his inner church or get rid of the mandates, hurry up, open up this country. Our concern now is how they want to rewrite human rights legislation, but that's another issue. Okay, folks, we are out of time. I'm sorry. We, we, we really tried to pack... I had a lot more I could do, but we're out of time. So it's MarkSutherland.org and TheStraightWay.org. And you can find Mark 
and USAMA at those websites. We will see you next week with another program on WCN-TV. God bless. Bye.